0: Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. I'm Mike. Now, what are we smoking tonight, Mike? It tastes great, uh, just from the wrapper feel, and uh, smells really good, too.
1: This is a six-inch Maduro basket cigar from the local cigar shop in Minneapolis. So, very cheap, very reasonable, and... Um, I smoke a lot of these basket style cigars at home when I'm in a, you know, putz around the garage or even sit and read a book. I'll smoke a cigar outside. I'll smoke something like this instead of a $16, $17 cigar.
0: Yeah. I think what, this was like five or six bucks.
1: I believe so. Mine has a very good draw.
0: Yeah. Mine too. I was just, uh Just trying to formulate some first impressions here. Uh, A little bit spicier wrapper. It
1: is. We've been on a spicy kick
0: lately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not just on the show. Huh? I said and not just on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, um, before we get into like uh, the topic of the evening... Um, I actually have a beer tonight cause it's warm enough, uh, outside and this beer I just grabbed because it was a beer that I haven't tried before and it's from a local brewery called Badger Hill down here. Uh, but I have to preface this with, I am not a fan of Prince. Okay. Uh, musically, um, you know, there's like Darling Nikki, uh, great song, uh, but kind of the rest of his stuff. Not hugely into it, um, but this is you called like a
1: raspberry parade.
0: No, is it parade? I, I thought song. it was. Is it parade or beret? It's
1: beret. I always say raspberry parade because it's
0: about sex. To try prince to to try to what, what? Or... find out the the prince haters from the true people who know prince and still don't like him.
1: <laughs> My uh, Sarah's uncle met Prince a lot because they were both partying downtown at the same time. Oh, okay. is famous and he can't stand Prince.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was a nice enough guy or whatnot. I don't know. Uh, just oh, he his, said he was his,
1: a, he was a really nice guy. He just, his, his music just never that yeah. followed him. He's ruined all the bars.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not a, uh, not a music style that I was hugely, um, hugely ever into, but anyway, we're getting off the topic here. Yes. The beer, the beer is from Badger Hill, which is uh, here in Shakopee. Uh, a little bit south of where I am, and um, it's called the Paisley Hazy, and so I've been on a Hazy IPA kick, and um, it's Paisley Park-themed or whatever, but I have to tell you, this is like the smoothest, tastiest beer. It doesn't have the harshness of an IPA. Uh, it's just so good. Uh, Sarah and I both had one, and she goes, it's like drinking water, but very, very tasty water. Have you had hooey? Have I had wheat? Hooey,
1: hooey, h o o e y.
0: I don't believe so.
1: That's a, a hazy IPA that's really popular up here. Um, they have it in Crosby and Burndale and all these small little towns up here.
0: Okay. Uh, what it's does like that? like their
1: main. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. No idea. Never asked because they have it at every bar. Had one yesterday at the Pirates Den in Verndale. Ah, passing through, <laughs> passing through the beautiful town of Verndale. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, Verndale is a spot on U.S. Highway 10 where you have to slow down to forty miles an hour. And they used to make manufactured homes, with that business closed, so now they pretty much don't have anything.
0: They got the bar though.
1: <laughs> they have, yeah, they have the Pirates Den gas station bar.
0: doesn't get better than that no tell you what my hometown in wisconsin um was so small we had 89 in my graduating high school class the only chain restaurant we had was a subway and it was one of those subways that's in the gas station you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it wasn't even its own building it was just in the gas station sure um and actually i don't i still don't think they have any chain restaurants there uh, outside of that subway, somehow that uh, that held on.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: But they just opened up a, a brewery a couple years back now. Uh, I haven't been there, though. but Really? I would be, if I ever find myself there, uh, not much reason to go there anymore. Because uh, my best friend from high school doesn't live there, and then my dad doesn't live there <laughs> anymore either. He sold the house and moved somewhere else, so...
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you really don't have a reason to
0: go back. Which is interesting. Yeah, they do have a really good cheese co-op uh, just outside of Grantsburg. Um, Burnett Dairy <laughs> Co-op. And <laughs> oh they've got God. really good cheese. I mean, I honest <laughs> to God, uh, when I was in high school there, you walked in and it was like a converted Tom Thumb gas station. Um, sure. And you were like, uh, they didn't even bother to move like the layout it was just cheese in the coolers instead of sodas and uh and then behind the counter you could get a soft serve ice cream if you wanted uh but they did a huge renovation and now they've got their own little bistro and you can get you know paninis they've got wine tasting and now it's like first class um top of the line so sure so dreams do come That's true so
1: funny i have a, a co-worker who's originally from wisconsin and he brings back smoked uh mozzarella <laughs> cheese from the yeah. co-op from his hometown.
0: Yep. Does I like, every yeah. town
1: in Wisconsin have a co-op.
0: That's <laughs> that's uh you know usually um for a town to be incorporated they need a, what like a town council or something but in Wisconsin all you need is a is a cheese cheese store. Cheese store. And all then right. the the state government is like, "Yep, we recognize you as a town." Nice.
1: Don't tell that to Roy Cobb.
0: Yeah. We
1: were just talking about that guy at work today. My um, co worker had a racist encounter.
0: Okay. In an auto
1: parts store yesterday. So, uh, uh, this uh, scraggly, he called him a trailer park looking guy, was eyeballing the clerk behind the counter. And uh, Gary said he bought a bunch of parts. He's fixing up his Corvette. And uh, he's like, Yeah, he's like a young guy in his 20s. He's happened to be black. He's a really nice guy. Help me out, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I I have no idea why that guy would be staring at him with the ugly eye other than he had to have been just just an out-and-out racist. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, holy shit. You don't hear about that very often. (laughs) No. In the modern world, you know.
0: I had uh, this. I don't know how race motivated this was other than it was a – A white person and a black cashier um, at the post office here, uh, right here in in my town, uh, just outside of Minneapolis. And um, it's like this short white guy, and he was upset about something that had happened prior, and I'm waiting in line. And he's like, um, he's trying to play the, well, I was discriminated against card. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the lady behind the counter is black and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't think this is going to play out how you want it to play out my man. Um, but so he goes, well, I'm going to call my lawyer and I'm going to see if I have to take your stuff or not. And so he calls his lawyer on speed dial, I guess. And, uh, which isn't really a thing. You just save, save your contacts. Right. But anyway, um, calls his lawyer and is trying to explain this whole thing. And he's like really worked up and super heated. And, you know, she did a great job of trying to stay calm and kind of deflate the escalation, the, uh, the incident. But I was like, man, I've, I don't know many people. I think there's one person I know of, uh, that's a friend of mine that would in an instance like that, um, call his lawyer on the phone. But it's, I mean, you're at the post office, dude. Like you're not getting good service. Sorry. Like this it's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, not unless you're no, at No uh, offense
0: to like small yeah. town post offices where they know everybody's name, they're super nice and all that. But uh, you know, I was down here, here to say it's that. Like,
1: I'm like unless you're at a small enough town to where you know who the clerk is.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: probably they probably don't care about you. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, where you know, between the post office and the DMV, where are you getting better customer service? I mean, you know, marginally probably the post office, but
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, James went to the DMV a couple years ago when he moved back to Minnesota. Okay. got had to get a new driver's license. He was in California and Texas for a number of years. And the person behind the counter was somebody that we graduated high school with. And he said that she recognized me and I recognized her and she still treated me like dirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, actually, I hear that goes on your performance review. If you work for the DMV and you're nice to anybody, you get like a demerit.
1: Oh, my God. I hope that's true. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be wonderful. Oh, uh, that would be so good.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I may be like a half-inch in on this. What I, what I'll say is there's like – there's no – not really bitter. It's not bitter. I'm not really getting much flavor from it at all, actually. The wrapper the – not really uh, spicy anymore. And I'm not really getting a whole lot of flavor from it.
1: No, I'm it's so, so very smoky.
0: Oh yeah. There's Mine is extremely... more smoke coming out of this. I, uh, I was kind of like relighting it to keep it um, even burn. And the whole thing kind of went up in flames. And so <laughs> I was frantically like blowing out the end. Um, so when I
1: initially lit it. The end of the cigar changed colors from that dark, dark Brown to,
0: Oh yeah. Kind of tannish. Yep. I, yeah, mine did too.
1: So, uh oh. Yeah, I'm putting I'm actually putting it down. I'm puffing on it and am putting it down to let the yeah. smoke come off of the wrapper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that is. Somebody who knows more about cigars might be able to tell us why it's doing this, but um, yes. probably the the short answer is uh, you know, it's a bin cigar. So <laughs> Right. Um, and it didn't come individually wrapped, so I mean, that might have something to do with humidity, dryness. Um, well,
1: mine's at a perfect humidity. I had mine in my humidor for
0: oh, mine too, mine too. several
1: weeks. Uh, yours, you just got... Not
0: weeks, but you know, one week for me. Right. I want results well, now, Mike. I want them now.
1: <laughs> you know, All I've right. heard uh, people wait... Some guys will wait 45 days. They'll, okay. they'll humidify a cigar that they buy. You know, so you buy them online. I always freeze them for a day or two.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't kill know. kill off
1: any tobacco bugs. I just smoke those little fuckers.
0: Them. Just smoke them.
1: I just don't want them to get into my other cigars, because I have, you know, quite a few, as you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, now, I didn't know that I, I should be freezing them.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. If, if you already have a built-up humidor, you want to freeze them, um, because these big cigar, you know... uh warehouses basically they can't possibly have the quality control of a cigar lounge you know so i don't worry about it from a cigar lounge those guys are maintaining their uh stuff at a top notch level yeah um but when you get it from like pipes and cigars or something i always freeze
0: them okay what about like um so like Tobacco Grove, they they've got to have their stuff uh, all kind of locked down. But what about some of these other smoke shops where they maybe specialize in like e cigars and um, you well, know, you go know, to like Anthony's juice.
1: in Uptown. I would not worry. I mean, Anthony's is a beautiful spot. I would never worry about that. Um I don't know if it's a real cigar lounge. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, you know, uh, mine. It had a cigar lounge called uh, the Garage, Tom's Garage. Okay. And it closed down, unfortunately, but I would never worry about getting a cigar from him. Or...
0: Yeah. I've
1: never been to a cigar lounge where I was worried about it. I wouldn't yep. go, I wouldn't buy anything if I was worried.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, I,
1: I wouldn't trust like those uh, gas station style glass sprinted humidors that you see at yeah. stores and stuff. But... Yeah. <laughs> That's a little different. All opinions. But anyway, yes. some guys say you should hum- humidify your cigar for uh, 45 days before you smoke them, after you okay. freeze them. And I'll do 21 days, usually, three weeks. Okay. If I'm excited.
0: I have not been, and you know, our first episode we were talking about, you know, you're more of a by the book and I'm more of a not, um, but I had no idea. So I've, um, but I don't smoke as much as you, I've been smoking more now that we've been doing this podcast, but, sure. um, I've got well, some just, cigars in there that have been in there for maybe two years now, you know, like
1: I have cigars that I purchased before I left Brainerd when I was graduate when I graduated high school.
0: Okay. Yep. So two, I've- two years, two years for you too, is your max.
1: two years these
0: young kids I tell you
1: oh yeah no so what the heck would that be 16 year old cigar something like that somewhere in there 15 16 year old cigars I I have a few that are original from uh, the old uh, the old cigar shop from town
0: okay Um, so it's interesting that you would mention a 16 year old because uh, what I kind of want to talk about tonight um, has to do with a meme kind of okay. but but then it has uh, repercussions in the legal system and along party lines and everything else um so uh, being that we're kind of mostly from the same generation even if we might not identify fully with the generation everybody kind of labels us sure um You've heard the phrase, okay, boomer, right? Absolutely. Yeah. When, you know, there's a boomer and they're doing something super Boomerish, uh, uh, the young kids all say, okay, boomer. Um, but the one I saw now was, okay, groomer, and it's in response to the Florida's Don't Say Gay bill that passed.
1: I have not heard this.
0: Okay. I've, well, I've and I purposely didn't tell you uh, because I wanted to talk about it with you. Um, and I didn't, I didn't do any research on all the sports ball stuff we talked about last time. So
1: absolutely. So I have not heard about this bill and I have not heard about the okay groomer yeah. meme. So I'm not okay. the meme Lord. I'm not a meme Lord. Like uh, Okay.
0: Not or. yet. <laughs> um, okay. So just let's sum it up. Uh, I'm just going to straight out say uh, I am not a lawyer. I'm not a legal expert. I I'm not a tax expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. Um, consult anybody uh, professional. If I say something that is incorrect. Okay. Um, just throwing that out there for our listeners. Um, other than smoking is cool, but only cigars, <laughs> not vapes. Uh, but anyway, um, so they don't say gay bill. They introduced it in uh, Florida. Um, and that's just the nickname it got. The don't say gay bill. But <clears throat> basically it is aiming to prevent sex education for kids in kindergarten through third grade. So basically saying you can't teach kindergartners through third graders sex ed. Okay. Uh, But what that has now kind of transformed into is the LGBT plus community um, has said that they are trying to um, hide transgender and alternative uh, sexualities from children. Okay, Okay, so they so they the basically the liberals have billed it as a don't say gay bill. So if they pass this bill, it means you can't say gay in Florida, you know, to garner support for their side of the issue. Uh, The other side now that um, says no third grader should be being taught anything about sex from a public education, from a school. Uh, They're saying, okay, groomer uh, saying that if you want to force uh, alternative sexualities down kids' throats. Uh, you're basically grooming them as a pedophile. Okay. Uh, so maybe I should have given you I should have be... given you a little little heads up that it was going to get dark pretty yeah, fast.
1: This is this is uh yes this is uh interesting. I'm drinking Guinness right now. I'm drinking Guinness and uh, and the green labeled bottle and Bond whiskey. And ah, this is darker than Guinness. I can tell you that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty dark.
0: So, um, not being one to to leap on other si- on either side, and me mostly hating both sides uh, politically speaking, um, I I did some I did some research, and um, typically, typically in America here, sex education doesn't start until sixth grade. So, like sixth through twelfth, is basically when you could expect your child to go to the you know "quote unquote" sex ed. Let's put condoms on bananas type of thing. Really? Um, See, I, I
1: had um, sex ed in uh, fifth grade, and then uh, we had health class in like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and they had a little one or two day unit on it. You know, Not yeah, to make, you know, make a but, reference to a penis, but uh, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, a banana is one thing. A, a penis is another thing.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I had sex ed by the principal in fifth grade. <laughs>
0: and the girls Okay, Phrasing, though. phrasing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, they separated the boys and the girls out. And, you know, the, the they had a female teacher teach the girls about periods and preparing them for the inevitable. Uh, and then the boys were... I don't even remember what it was. I think it was a little bit of condom talk. And yeah. It was mostly about all that p- going through puberty, like prepping us for the fact that we're about to enter puberty.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, that kind of, uh, when you said you had sex ed by your principal, it reminded me of a um, uh, uh, favorite joke that I have is that uh, I was blessed with a massive cock, uh, but unfortunately that cock belonged to Father O'Malley. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so so anyway, uh, but the point is that there's a certain age, uh, typically, that our society deems correct or uh, too young to be talking about sex things, to just sum it up. Um, you know, and I think, you know, sixth grade, fifth grade, somewhere in there, that's about when you start, you know, bodies start changing, hormones start going. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor, uh, and it's different case by case basis. Um, so I right. think it you makes know, sense can... to have it
1: at that time because uh, it was at the end of fifth grade year for me. But that's, yeah. it makes sense. You don't want to prepare, you know, young people for the inevitable, right? It's inevitable, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> So, um,
0: so yeah, so I just, I was, I was curious because, uh, you know, if, if you read the media about it, it's the don't say gay bill and they're all, you know, backwards hillbillies in Florida and that's a whole different topic, you know, whether or not the Floridians are or aren't, but, um, you know, when you actually look at what the bill was saying, cause I I heard the okay groomer and I thought, well, that's hilarious as a response to it. And so I thought, well, why don't I look it up and see what that bill actually is? You know, not living in Florida doesn't really bother me because I I don't live there and uh, I don't plan on living there and I don't plan on sending my daughter to school there. So. But when I read it and they said they just don't want kindergartners through third graders getting sex ed, I thought, well, that's that seems reasonable to me. Um, It's
1: well within the lines of reason, as far as I can tell, especially if especially if they're actually doing that, you know. Yeah. And I mean,
0: I have no idea because, you know, like you said, it's been 16 some years since either of us have been in school, high school or middle school school is longer. Um, Right. It's
1: been 20 years since we were in middle school.
0: Yeah. And so my initial thought.
1: I I mean, I literally was I entered high school 20 years ago. right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: So my, my initial my initial thought just as a person was, well, I don't want. My parents talking to me about that stuff, Um, (laughs) you know, uh, because it's awkward. It's weird. Uh, I don't want it. But as a parent, uh, I'm thinking, well, I don't want some school official talking to my daughter about that stuff. Um, You know, but it kind of comes down to like parental responsibility or, or, you know, personal responsibility. Like that stuff's out there. You know, sex stuff is out there. Um, I heard about sex like on the school bus. You know, some other kid had the talk with their parents and then told the rest of the school. So we all knew about it, you know, well before sixth grade. Um, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just it's out there. And I think we didn't even have cell phones back then. So we didn't have the Internet. So it's not out of the line of uh, reasoning that a lot of these kids before sixth grade are going to know all of this stuff anyway.
1: They certainly will. They'll learn from their peers and it'll probably I mean, not be disinformation. The the, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe not the safest way to, to do stuff, not the best way to yeah. do stuff. But, I mean, they're going to have ideas and they're going to have things in their head, you know, about it. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, the media just makes it out to be they don't say gay bill. Sure. And then the other side is like they're calling – you know, so the liberals are saying, oh, don't say gay. You don't like um, anybody that's not heterosexual. And then the other side is saying, well, you're grooming them for for sex, you know. So it's kind of like gets back down into that area where it's like if you read the bill, it seems fairly reasonable to me, uh, regardless of anybody's sexual orientation or gender, that, you know, kindergarten is probably too soon.
1: I would say that, uh, you know, this. I'm thinking about this, and this boils down to, and I don't. I think we've talked about this before. We gr- both grew up in the uh, post uh, Cold War era, and yes. you know, in the '90s. Uh, was lot of our formative middle school teenage years. Um, yeah, Pogs. Yeah, Pogs and Pokemon, which I never played Pokemon. And, yeah, Magic you know, the Gathering. Yeah. WWF before it got t- turned to WWE you know, WCW wrestling on TV um, back then especially, you know, when the Afghan war broke out, September 11th the liberal wing of the Democratic Party started to become more and more authoritarian in their view and this seems to me to kind of be that flex where uh, these left-wing people are trying to control what other people do, you know, because uh, we don't all think alike. And I'm not, I am not a conservative Christian, as you know, but there are conservative Christians and they want to be able to brainwash their children in their particular flavor of reality. Just as there's liberal people, and they want to brainwash their children into their particular view. And uh, there's a big movement, authoritarian movement on the left to force and, well, and I would say their on the views right on people. Huh?
0: Well, I would say on both sides.
1: Oh, now it certainly is. You know, growing up, it was a lot of. Oh, especially yeah, in growing Minnesota, up. Yeah, yeah. The Republicans in Minnesota were very authoritarian. Yeah. Uh, and the Democrats were less so, but now both sides have become just uh, anti-freedom, you know? Yeah, I mean, well,
0: and, and we talked about this a little bit um, last episode with trans athletes and things. And, and, you know, I I have to believe that by and large, the, the majority of Americans really, really, really don't care if, if you want to be trans uh, or if you are trans or if you are gay or if you're pansexual or any of the other things, most Americans, it doesn't affect their day-to-day life. If you, an individual, uh, feels a certain way and wants to do a, live a certain way with your life, you know, as long as you're not breaking the law, meaning, like, just the base laws, like, you're not going out and killing people, you're not steal, robbing, I don't know, right. you know what I mean? But, like, by and large, it doesn't bother me if somebody decides... Uh, to get gender reassignment surgery. Uh, You know, how does my life change from that? It doesn't, right? you know? Um, Right. And so I think that maybe the, the liberals or the, you know, the Democrats, whatever, um, whatever they're going by these days, see that as, Oh, a majority of Americans agree with us. So we can double down on some of our, uh, our weird dogma.
1: Yeah. I, A call back to last week. So last Wednesday, the United States Bowling Congress banned a bunch of bowling balls. Yeah. And it's causing a big ruckus in the bowling community. But nobody else outside of the bowling community cares about them banning a couple bowling balls. Half a dozen. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm telling you right now, this is the first I've heard of, it, and I'm ready to riot.
1: Right. Exactly. And I view, truly, even though we were having fun last week, about the trans athletes, uh, I truly don't care, right? The high school sports and the college sports will figure out what they want to do and it'll be a trial and error process and they'll do what's best for them.
0: It's I mean, not I think really ultimately
1: I'm not involved.
0: Yeah. Ultimately what I'm saying is I'm <clears throat> glad I'm not a coach and I'm glad I don't have strong feelings one way or the other <laughs> about it. Well, because... I'm glad I'm
1: not one of those female athletes. I can tell you that because I know that I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, I'm. I'm cert- I know me, and I know me when I was 17. And 17 year old me would be very upset if yeah. I was a girl. <laughs> well, well hey, seven. You know
0: what? 17 year old me might not be.
1: Oh, you don't upset, so. upset
0: if you were a girl? I don't know. Oh, I mean, oh, we'll oh. see. Life might yeah. be different. Right. No, (laughs) it's funny uh, because I just had a buddy call me and he's a little bit, he he was feeling a little bit down um, earlier today. And he had a a message from this girl he's been uh, communicating with that um, seemingly ended their uh, communications. And he was like, oh man, I really want to just send her a message and and tell her to fuck off, you know, and all this. And he's like, but I'm calling you for advice. And I said, you know what, college me would have said, yeah, man, here's some more choice words you can add to that message. Um, right. but I really, you know, like, and I said, but you know what, uh, current me is like, it, it costs nothing to say nothing, you know, like, yeah, you're upset and you're mad, but what if she changes her mind? What if you misunderstood the situation? What if even she didn't change her mind, you were mad. And then 20 years from now you meet again. And she goes, you know what? It was really great. You didn't tell me to go F myself. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't what cost if she's anything got to a be the
1: friend th- that you end up Getting with well, yeah, and now you or a sister, who knows, you know, yeah, whatever. It's uh, a people, especially online. All this, there's a lot of controversy right now about people being mean online. Yeah, the thing that they don't say on like the big talking heads on the television is that the people who are involved with this, both on the saying negative things side and the people who care, is that those people are losers. Right, they yeah. do not feel like they are winning at life. They feel bad, and they're doing this online outlet thing because they're frustrated and angry about where they're
0: at. Yes, yeah.
1: people who are not don't care.
0: Well, and there's <laughs> and there's fewer repercussions online. I feel. I mean, maybe now you can oh, get sure. some hate speech stuff thrown at you, or you know, hate speech charges or whatever. But I mean, there's hardly any repercussions.
1: But you get banned off of you, Twitter or whatever. You can get
0: banned. Um, you could get, like, sued for cyberbullying or something. I mean, as long as you're not doing the, the what is it, the swatting, the houses or whatever. Right. Um, you know, it's like, oh, freedom of speech. If you are if you don't like it, log off. You know, like, right. go to a different website. Uh, but the thing is, too, that that stuff happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. Even before there was the internet, uh, people were calling each other names.
1: Sure. And I'm a free speech hardliner, you know, um, I completely disagree with uh, social media platforms banning white supremacists. The best thing for the white supremacists themselves as individuals and for our society is for them to spout their stupid nonsense and then to have that addressed by like Cornel West one time. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have to be a daily thing for Dr. West or, you know. Whoever it happens to be.
0: But here's the thing.
1: But even one interaction could change that person's mind. Yeah. And that was better for them, it's better for society. (laughs) You know? I mean,
0: so uh, on one hand, uh, yeah, sure, I agree. On the other hand, um, and this, you know, it it almost pains me to say this, but uh, the Constitution doesn't guarantee that businesses will respect your first amendment. Um, and that's the whole case that they did in the, the Colorado bakery that didn't want to make a cake for a, a gay same sex wedding. And they ultimately said, you know what? Every business has the right to choose, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, See, and
1: I consider that to be a fascist loophole because I do not view these huge corporations as being separated from the government by anything more than a veneer you know, they are paying for policy. So they are creating policy for the government one way or the other. So they are the government. Well, I 100%
0: concerned. agree um, that, you know why everybody's so up in arms about Republicans versus Democrats? Uh, because all the politicians or all the people in power, which are politicians and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and uh, Bill Gates and all these other people that have uh, most of them have actually been to Epstein Island, by the way. But uh, regardless, All of these rich people, super rich, like I'm talking super, super rich, rich enough to build dick-shaped spaceships and go up into space, rich. And politicians, they're all on the same side. They don't care if Trump's in, if Biden's in. They don't care. They don't give two shits about that. They want to stay in power. And the only way they can stay in power is if we get riled up about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. If we get riled up about a don't-say-gay bill that has nothing to do with limiting people saying gay. Um, That's how they stay in power.
1: Wedge issues. All it is is wedge issues. It used to be gay marriage. Yeah. Which was like the biggest no-brainer. Growing up, I even, as a teenager, I knew that it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Taxpayers are taxpayers. Citizens are citizens. That's it. We should all have the same access to government uh, policy, you know? Yeah. Well, why not? Uh, It was all astroturf because nobody really got hurt by legalizing gay marriage. It was pointless.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but I mean that's to say, like, you know, under that logic, and 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 I agree with you. The mega corporations were not capitalists; we're we're corporatist or something. Like, I don't know what the new terminology would be for our society um, as a country, but oh, it sure
1: we're a fascist oligarchy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sure shit By isn't definition. capitalism because By capitalism definition. we would just say, oh. I mean you you go talk to anybody anybody I I'm, I'm talking anybody Hey, is Walmart a good company or bad company Terrible company is Amazon a good company or bad company Terrible okay well have you canceled your prime membership then No Oh okay well why not cuz it doesn't make any difference he's he has more money than God it doesn't matter like
1: they tore down the bridge So he could, I know, I know, but you
0: can't, but that's the whole thing is like the average citizen can't make, I mean, I'm not saying they can't make a difference, but I'm saying these people have so many streams of income coming in that if you want to sit there and stomp your foot and say, well, I'm not going to buy at Walmart, I'm not going to buy at Amazon, I'm not going to do this. Well, congratulations, you're paying like triple for the same cheap shit that you could have got for cheaper. Like, I'm sorry, you don't have enough money to make that distinction. You have to go shop there. And that's the way they set it up. That's the way they set Absolutely. it up. They're necessities now. You can't get around it.
1: Certain things still drive me nuts. You know, I met a lot of guys in construction and in maintenance that will buy a cheap pair of work boots. Yeah, and then they talk about how much they love America and how we should all support war. And it's like you could have literally spent a little bit more money and bought American paid, uh, American made work boots.
0: Yeah, and, and then, then not have to go to war because it's save right like
1: seventy five bucks. You know.
0: And now you well, want to I mean, support war. You know, like I mean, but that's getting, but you know. that's the thing is like minimum wage hasn't gone up. Um companies want to pay the bare minimum for everybody, for employees. So there's not that much room for a lot of these people, you know? And they don't know what they're talking about. Like most of them do not. Like, how many people could you go and ask about the don't say gay bill and ask them what it was actually like the actual language, what they're actually trying to prevent For with sure. this bill, and none of them would, none of them would be able to tell you anything other than, "Well, uh, Florida doesn't want people to say gay anymore," and that's what they would say, and well, that would be it.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, systemic racism, and uh, what is it? There's like oh, a well, with on,
0: anything really, topics um, like that,
1: it's like, of course, if you explain it, if you actually have a long conversation and explain what they're talking about, most people kind of all get on the same page.
0: Or they but at they least they at that. least see the logic behind it and can give you a valid, valid to them or a well thought out like counter, you know, like sure it shouldn't just be well they don't want you to say gay oh well you want them to say gay well you're grooming them for gay child prostitution or something like I don't know I mean it shouldn't be like that.
1: It, well, people are lazy, you know. I I thought when uh, the internet went from 1.0 to 2.0, Yeah. And we started getting smartphones. I really believed. I'm like, we are about to see a revolution in consciousness. And we're actually going to have a, like a more enlightened society. And the exact opposite has happened. I feel like people are lazier than ever intellectually.
0: Yeah. Well, being a meme Lord, um, I saw a great one where it was a tweet and they said, Hey, remember when, when we thought it was easy access to information, That was making everybody be an asshat. Yeah, our cell phones in our pocket connected to the 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 massive wealth of human knowledge across all of time. Yeah, that wasn't it. (laughs) You know, like like access to knowledge uh, and information. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to use it. You know, and it's crazy because. Like my parents are always like, well, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And then they'll post all these weird Facebook things. And it's like, (laughs) uh, what?
1: Yep. I have a cousin who likes to send, uh, insane right wing conspiracy memes. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know him well enough to know if he's being serious about it or if it's a joke, uh, to be honest. And I'm not going to have that discussion, you know, with my. My uh, second cousin, or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, well, I think you should. Be It'd be numerous. a good Thanksgiving dinner topic, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? The technology stuff. Um, we watched the Oscars, as I as I mentioned. Uh, but the coolest thing—I mean, honestly, God, the coolest thing that we saw were some of the commercials, and one was uh, Snapchat recognizing sign language, oh. so you could sign into your phone. And it would pick up what you were saying in sign language. Like it would, it would, it learned. And then there's another one for, uh, it was another app, uh, for like, uh, bedridden and uh, kind of like paralyzed people. And they could like look with their eyes left or right and they could control the screen on their phone. And that's what technology should be doing. That's what it should be doing, not whatever else people are using it for. Um, <laughs> you know, right. but it's like, man, that's closing the gaps and the barriers. And it's, um I, helping so, these people that have been underserved that, you know, can really finally do stuff.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I know this is like a first world, uh, benefit obviously of the internet, but, uh, when I got the internet, I, I didn't have the internet at this house until last year. Right. We, they just became available where I live, uh, for the first time ever. So now I have it. So I installed some smart switches in the house. Yeah, And I love being able to have my outside lights on a timer. So if I know that I'm going to be out, you know, every, every Thursday, I can have it turn on, I can have it turn off, and I can have it turn on again.
0: You know what else is cool? It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, So I've got this app. It's called If That Then This. And you can basically connect all your smart things together, but I've got it connected to a location uh, beacon on my phone. So whenever I leave like a, a one block radius around my house, all the cameras, all my security cameras turn on to motion activated. And then it sends oh, alerts yeah. to my phone. And when I come back, it turns them off. So I don't have to look at my myself walking across my patio or something. Um, so, so
1: it's like a cheat. Oh, I shouldn't say cheat. It's like a short way to do logic chains. With yes, your smart devices. Yep. And you can do it with that's lights cool. too.
0: Like if I arrive home, turn on my lights. You sure. know, you can do it with anything that's connected. Um, yeah. It's great.
1: Oh, it is great. I mean, I, I uh, have... Uh, Five switches and a couple lights on, you know, plugs. And I like it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I've got a smart switch on my aquarium. So they always get the same amount of light.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like that. And they used to have, you know, the old school timers. You could set the old timers and they could do Yeah. The same we still
0: thing. use one for like our Christmas tree. When we break it out, we pull out the old 1987, you know, programmable 24 hour a day. You push the little tabs down, um, thing for the, for the Christmas lights. Sure. Um, but yeah, we've got to use
1: them for cameras for, uh, timers and and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've got a a daylight, like a light sensor for our patio and you can tell it, uh, how long after dark to stay on, which is, which is nice, Uh, especially in the summer when you're out there, you know, it's like, Oh, they shut off. It must be, you know, about 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or something.
1: I really like being able to turn the lights on and off with my phone, too.
0: Oh, yeah. That's great.
1: Yep. It's awesome. But, again, that's like total first world benefit. It doesn't help,
0: you know, people that don't have access to electricity 24 hours a day. That's true. That's true. But. But, I mean, the point is technology can do amazing things. And that's really what it's supposed to do is make people's lives easier, not... Not make them harder and not um drive them apart. Right. Like I mean how I mean, you know, these cameras that I buy, uh, they're really cheap. Like really crazy cheap. And they've all got infrared night vision. Motion sensors. This new one I have on the patio has uh color night vision. Like that's better than Arnold had in Predator. I mean it's wow. got color night vision. Um Wow. And it was that's, like it was less than thirty bucks. That's uh, incredible so you know they manufacture these things for like four or five dollars a pop right and you could you could literally send them anywhere and it would hardly cost you anything or you're just selling at cost Uh, yeah but i mean not just cameras like what are you gonna do with a camera if you don't have internet and you don't have electricity and stuff like that but i mean that's what technology should be doing for everybody should be making everybody's life easier and not what it's seemingly doing which is trapping all of us in this some kind of like corporate hellhole
1: which is what I mean arguably it was what we're at now
0: yeah but yeah
1: it's not really that bad for me personally but
0: yeah bad. well you got you got bowling so that uh... <clears throat> right exactly
1: <laughs> exactly well I, I got so mad the other day I'm mad let's be honest I didn't get mad I was cynical about it. Yeah, they just gave uh, Ukraine like thirteen billion dollars for some reason.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, every I don't know. Is there
0: there might be a war there or something?
1: Well, there's a war, but uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the federal government could end homelessness for twenty billion dollars a year in this country. Oh, of course, yeah. It's like.
0: They could end student loan debt. They could end uh, people that can't afford medications and set up GoFundMe's and then die anyway.
1: Right. It's it's insane. Uh, no political will to end homelessness. You know they, they they'll kick they'll they'll kick them out of where they're at and move them around the city and harass them and do all that.
0: Yeah. You know, no oh, oh, and they do just... the. Um, they spend lots of money. I mean, lots of money on these anti-homelessness architecture things. Like you've seen those benches where you're like, oh, that's like a cute bench, but really it was designed so that homeless people couldn't sleep on it.
1: Yes. Yep. Lewis Rossman shows stuff like that in New York City, and they even on the grates, you know, everywhere, everywhere under bridges.
0: Even here in Minneapolis, you walk, you walk around, and you look at those some of those benches, and you're like, all right, I know what you're doing with that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Instead of, uh, like I say, I know this no, no solution is gonna be 100 percent but just you gotta do something <laughs> you know yeah well and and that's the
0: government so they thought they were gonna um they took drugs to war and drugs won so i mean just because they say they could do it for 20 million and end homelessness would homelessness win i don't know i mean they're pretty inept at things if you can't fight drugs
1: well i mean an inanimate the object war, the drug war was a. Uh, A front anyway, you know. Oh, well, I'm
0: on the side of drugs. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Oh, well. The government uh, is inept.
1: (laughs) One of Nixon's old advisors has now formally admitted that the drug war was formulated to attack dissidents and uh, people of color back in the 70s. Yeah. You know, like that's what it was for. It was never about getting rid of drugs. You know, it's so ridiculous. You know, uh, obviously it didn't prevent meth from spreading like wildfire through northern Minnesota. Yeah. You know, and uh, (laughs) it didn't stop crack in the city areas. And it certainly didn't stop uh, the heroin
0: epidemic that's currently going. Well, and then you get into other things like uh, Oxycontin and uh, just prescription drugs in general. So, I mean, just one one big round of applause for drugs, I guess, Uh, guess for winning that.
1: So, cigar but it right kind of comes
0: back. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh no, I have about two inches left of my cigar.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say I'm over halfway. Fast. I've got maybe maybe four. Um, but Mike smokes uh, smokes and can take uh, greater length than uh, than myself. Um, <laughs> and I will say, you know what? If it's uh, the best thing I can say about the cigar, outside of the price, is it is it is pretty dang consistent. It's been consistently bland the whole time that I've been smoking it. Um,
1: but see, the reason why I'm saying I'm in the last two inches is because now the flavor is starting to change.
0: Okay. Uh, for so the better or for, for the worse?
1: Is, uh, I would say for the better. I mean, it changes okay. good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Typically, in a good cigar, I expect kind of a change of flavors throughout the process. Yeah. Um, this has been... Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd smoke this mole in the lawn. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, uh, you know, this wouldn't be a bad one um, if you had friends that maybe never smoke cigars or were interested in kind of like getting into cigars. Um, it's, it's a little darker, maybe, than I would start with. But, you know, a bin cigar like this, um, I think that'd be a great just starter. Hey, you want to get into cigars? Here, try a couple of these. You know, you could grab a couple different um, blends or whatever, and just say, you know, whichever one you like best. You know, branch out in that that area.
1: I wonder if we made this into a tequila cigar.
0: If you know, was I was just thinking that we need to we need to talk about the tequila <laughs> cigars uh, for our listeners if they haven't heard about it. Um, but this one would be a good one, although I think that um, <clears throat> for whatever reason, the wrapper on the end here is a little soggier than my wrappers usually are. Uh, at this point. So I don't know if that's a rapper thing or if that's just, uh, I've been drinking the Paisley hazy and, uh, just getting excited. Ooh.
1: It's a slobber knocker. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I, got, I got, other things I could say about it, but I won't because, uh, it's 2022 and they're no longer appropriate. Um, <laughs> my, my grandpa and my grandparents, well, he was a world war II vet. And he was at uh, he was in the Merchant Marines uh, with the Navy, and he was um, off the the beaches of Normandy for that, and uh, and then he was stationed um, off of Japan right before they uh, dropped the bombs. Um, but they always had they would always get a big bowl of nuts, you know, like mixed nuts for Christmas. This huge bowl, like this massive bowl of all of these nuts, and it was it was exciting as a kid because. You know, as a kid, you really only know peanuts, you know, maybe sunflower seeds. Uh, but these were, you know, walnuts and, and things I still don't even know the names of. The true names, because there were some that had some very, very racist nicknames that he would he would call them. And, you know, I don't know. It wasn't really like a hateful way. It was just, hey, grab me one of those, uh, you know, expletive expletives. And yes. uh, you'd be like, oh, okay. And you go and grab it. And, and, you know, it was a tasty nut. Uh, but that's not what it's called. And so, you know, I may never I know. know what it's called.
1: My grandfather was also a World War II vet, and he also got nuts for Christmas. <laughs> and I also heard those terms. Yes, and I, so I think we're about talking about Brazil the same nuts. one. You're talking okay. about Brazil, okay? Okay. Yes.
0: Some kind My of. My mother um,
1: made sure to tell me the okay. real names of the nuts because you know she was uh, a school teacher and a, yes. and a nurse. She was so. worried
0: you were going to find yourself at a cocktail party at a young age <laughs> and just uh, say uh, an inappropriate thing.
1: Oh, there's many electrical components when i was uh in a that i did not know the real name to it you know it's like oh grab me that donkey dick you know like <laughs> i didn't know what it was called you know <laughs> no, flexible explosion proof fitting yes you know? <laughs> but yeah. donkey dicks and horse cocks and other less appropriate <laughs> names. Yes, other names
0: <laughs> that even Mike and I will not say on a podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I
1: had I, uh, when, when I became a journeyman, they started uh, sticking me with female apprentices. Okay, a lot uh, for various reasons, mostly because I wasn't going to sexually harass them and I wasn't going to allow them to, you know, sluff off. You know, I'd make them yeah, work, yeah. and a lot of the older guys didn't feel comfortable with that because they're, you know, creepy Skeez-y. a little bit. I'm sure. But I have, so I had to learn all the right names for all the materials. (laughs) So I, you know, I didn't want to say all this nasty shit. And then I would have to tell them, like, this is the trade name for this. So when, you know, XX says, I bring me the this, this is what he means. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting conversations, uh, uh, you know, to talk to your. 20-year-old female apprentice. Well, yeah. <laughs> <About>. <laughs> well, the
0: more you know.
1: Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> so, always interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, bringing it back to the tequila cigars. Now, uh, Mike and I, we did try this once. Uh, but I uh, I think we both agreed that it was, we were a little little overzealous with tequila-ing the cigars. And it turned it into kind of a soggy, <laughs> soggy stick. Well, we uh, had
1: imbibed beforehand. So. Oh
0: yes, and we imbibed after. And as yes, we
1: did, yes, we did.
0: Uh, but uh, just for our listeners, explain to them um, kind of how we got turned on to this.
1: So I uh, was scrolling YouTube, as one does, and a video popped up in my feed, and it had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was explaining how to make a tequila cigar. So anybody who wants to watch the video, just type in, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, tequila cigar, and he'll tell the story. Great storyteller. Uh, makes me. Jealous I think he that gets he... paid
0: to do that though.
1: <laughs>
0: As an actor and a and a governor, ex governor. I mean, he gets paid ex-governor. to tell stories.
1: <laughs> he's he's personally, I think that he's incredible. You know. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Anyway. He'd be a fun so... guy
0: to meet. I think.
1: Oh. What an intense guy, you know, he, he's like a, let's just call it a dock worker who really liked to lift weights. He got really good at lifting weights, so he moved to the superpower, didn't speak English, learned to speak English, became an actor. Became so successful as an actor, he married into the royal family of the country and ended up becoming the governor of the biggest state in the country.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Pretty impressive uh, rise, you know, in life. But anyway, um, so basically a tequila cigar, you put your tequila in a little glass and you brush the cigar with tequila and you dip the tip of the cigar after you cut it and you let it muddle. So probably for a couple seconds, not, yeah, not 30 not, seconds, more like five. <laughs> not what
0: you did. More like yeah. five
1: so yeah, Don't just <laughs> sit it in there and then start yakking.
0: I mean, it will <laughs> soak up. Uh, liquid. It's a, it it's a, a mostly liquid dry, liquid. meant to be ignited uh, thing, and it will soak yes. up moisture.
1: So for a couple seconds, you know, maybe three, you dip the tip, and then you let it sit and dry out a little bit, and then you smoke it. But and he said you
0: can you can turn any any even like a like a shit cigar into like a phenomenal smoke this way. Like he sw- he swore by it in the video.
1: He did. He swore by the method. So we can test it with this. Yes. I have some. Uh, Alec Bradley uh seconds that I was going to try it with and they're actually pretty good.
0: Okay. Already. We you know uh, what I think we need to try it with one that we're not like not in love it, with. Yeah. You I, know, I this agree. one would be great. I think
1: this one would be a good one cuz I have a couple of these in the in the humidor. So I mean I I, so do that.
0: I guess I guess to be fair to this cigar though like I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. Uh, there's been cigars I've smoked uh usually they're like the really sweet ones. You know, um, but I, I'm not hating it. You know, like, I, I, I'll i finish it. You know, I'm not going to put it out um, by any you know, means.
1: I used to hate the real sweet ones. And then uh, Sarah got acid blondes or something. They're okay. very sweet, like vanilla cigars. Okay. And I didn't mind them. She hated it. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> so I think, I, you know, as I get older, I'm starting to really kind of just like everything as far, you know what i mean? Like it's, yeah. it's fine. I don't want but, it every day. <laughs> no, yeah, and i think i think it
0: really comes down to like not just the cigars that you enjoy, but which cigars do you enjoy for which things you're doing. You know, if you're drinking sure. If you're drinking a really dry drink, maybe a sweet cigar would be the way to go. You know, sure. if you're mowing the lawn, this cigar might be the way to go. Um you know.
1: It pairs well with Guinness.
0: Yeah, it pairs well with this, uh, the Hazy Paisley or whatever. So uh, for non-Minnesotans, the uh, Paisley Park is Prince's residence slash recording studio that they've now turned into a museum and and tour destination. You can go and and tour it. Um, But that's the name Paisley Park or Paisley Hazy. They named it after that residence. Yes. And actually, we uh, Sarah and I went. Uh, to Paisley park after Prince died, this is before you could actually go in, but we went and saw the big, um, mural that people had created on the, on the chain link fence around it. You know, they went and put their own, you know, artworks or Prince memorabilia or or whatnot. Um, but you know, we were close and we're like, I don't know, you know, like, let's go check it out, you know, one time thing. Uh, and it would be neat to go and, and see the recording studio, the setup and all that. Uh, even as not a fan of his music, you know, it'd still be neat, um,
1: Oh, absolutely. He's a was a big musician, so.
0: Yeah, and, and he was a huge musical influence on tons of people. Uh, and did things to further um, you know, non-white musicians and and other things. So, uh, he's a not, Minnesota legend. Yeah, not slamming so. the dude. And you know, well, you know what? Bob Dylan? Not really a fan. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. As long as I'm saying things I'm not fans of.
1: <laughs> See, and I like Bob Dylan. I like Bob Dylan, but I, uh, you know, being from the the Northern territory, I grew up with a lot of folk music, a lot of folk musicians around here. They like to wear their lumberjack shirts and,
0: yep. you know. One, well, I enjoy on folk music. Um, uh, but I think like Bob Dylan is the mumble rapper of folk music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, he's got some good songs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I don't think I'd ever sit down and maybe I would after a couple of tequila cigars, uh, You know, but I don't know if I'd sit down and be like, I got to hear this Dylan record, you know, part one to the end or track one to the end. I like it, but
1: that's okay. I have about an inch and a half left of this cigar now. Yeah. And the flavor change is definitely occurring. Like all the flavor change is in the last two inches of the cigar. Okay. (laughs) It's all right, you know. Yeah.
0: I've got a little bit more. Maybe three inches. I'm getting a little, little subtle flavor changes. Not sure if it's good. It's not bad. Uh, not a bad change. Um, maybe it's a good change. I think. I think the whole of the cigar so far has been uh, bland. Is what I would say. I would just say it's bland. Um, I would
1: agree with that assessment. It's a bit bland.
0: You know, it's it's something like you said. You're doing something. I don't know, whatever, mowing the lawn. If you're just like, eh, I don't feel like smoking something that's going to overpower my mouth. You know, let's say you're having a a fantastic dinner later or something. It's fine. It's fine. Um,
1: You know, I think this would be a good second cigar.
0: You know, let's say
1: you come over or I go over. And by the time we're to the second cigar, the cigar really isn't important anymore. No, well, like especially
0: a, if we've been drinking.
1: A, a, right. Right. And uh that's kind of what I was getting at. You know,
0: if <laughs> yeah. we had been imbibing yeah.
1: the second cigar, you don't need a ten dollar or a fifteen dollar, a twenty dollar stick at that point. No. You start with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh um, <laughs> you move on to this. And uh, this is this is a very good maybe social cigar where it's like, hey, we're we're here. Okay, I'm gonna light out my cigar. Hey, we're gonna get in the car and, and move, but you can't smoke in the car all right, I'll put it out and throw it away. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not no big loss. I can go do something else now. You know, like, it's not a... Right. I would not um, be
1: heartbroken about cutting the tip off and relighting it.
0: Yeah. I don't think yeah. it
1: would hurt it any. Uh, which I usually smoke a cheroo for a second yes. cigar or something like yes. that. And I, and we are like going to, to do list. a
0: cheroo showdown at some point.
1: Yes, we are. We're going to probably do the Kentucky... I'm guessing a Bandito and then i don't know a red lion or we'll figure it out
0: we'll yeah we'll figure we, it out we got what what some we got. more planning to do uh but that's in the works uh for some some episode sometime yeah
1: we're also going to do a CAO flavors showdown
0: oh that'll be good
1: yes yes i got uh, ordered them up i like the moon trance i okay uh, i am 100% behind the moon trance but uh is that the, the vanilla other, I don't think I ever had one any of the other ones
0: Oh, uh, is the Moon Trance, is that that vanilla one you're talking about? Or yeah, it's a different? vanilla bourbon. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, well, vanilla bourbon. Yes. Hello. Yes, yes.
1: It's very uh, good.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite cigars are the uh, the Diesel Whiskey Rose. Um, Those are delicious.
1: I liked it, too. I like that cigar, which I'd never had a Diesel cigar before then, that I was impressed. Yeah, me either, uh, so, but it was good.
0: Cool. It was good. So I guess like this cigar is really good for social, for thinking about other cigars you'd maybe rather be smoking.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, uh, I would love to have a Diablo right now. I can tell yeah.
0: you that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of a darker cigar, but it's just a remembrance.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, oh! It's like the Lacroix of cigars. You yeah. Know, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. LaCroix this Maltin this cigar do. was stored <laughs> near a case of. Uh, dark cigars, uh, so it just picked up a hint, hint of lime, a uh, hint yeah, of dark cigar. Lime.
1: Oh, man. A hint of lime.
0: Yeah, this can was shown a, a Wikipedia article on pomegranates, and so now it kind of vaguely tastes like pomegranate.
1: Oh, yes. I've been searching Wikipedia on all these journalists. There's been some heat in the news, which I know you don't watch, <clears throat> about uh <laughs> These Ivy League-educated female journalists claiming that they're being harassed and all this stuff. And uh, it's all online harassment, but they're trying to compare it to, like, in-person harassment. Yeah. it's. But I mean, so... You just can't compare what's going on on the internet in that little texty box to being harassed in person. Like, that's ridiculous. Well,
0: but now think about (laughs) this, because Meta... Facebook and Meta, they're going to do this whole Metaverse where it's going to be like Ready Player One, and you're going to log into your little avatar, and then you have the real question, if you kill somebody else's avatar, is that technically murder or not? Um, It's going to open up a whole new realm of um, lawsuits, (laughs) I'm sure. Well, Um, there was a
1: journalist who tried Meta, and she claimed that she was groped on Meta.
0: Yeah, I was groped on Meta. Which is, aka...
1: Not being groped, just so everybody's aware. Being well, what if you're wearing a haptic suit being groped?
0: What if you're wearing a haptic suit?
1: Well that's different. But I then I am <laughs> not gonna worry about that since that's not the case. We'll get there when we get there, Nate. We'll get yeah, there yeah. when we get there. <laughs> I'm never going on the metaverse. I shouldn't say never. Never say yeah, never. I would you know what? not to go on the
0: metaverse. <laughs> I you know, I would really rather not um go on there. But you know, I don't know. I don't want to be necessarily that crotchety old man that doesn't doesn't enjoy technology. But you know, I was on Facebook when Facebook first opened up to other colleges, you know, because I was in college, and then they opened yep. it up to like high school kids, and we were all like, "Oh man, it's going to be ruined!" And then it opened up to everybody, and it totally was ruined. But um, you know, I was on there quite a bit throughout college, and even uh, shortly after graduating college, and. And, you know, posting opinions and and trying to debate people online and stuff. And now it's like, uh, yeah, I go on and I can see pictures of my my niece and my nephew and um, my family members. And I went and uh, this, not this last election, but the election that Trump won, I went and muted a lot of the stuff that my dad was posting. So now I don't see any political stuff. Uh, So you can customize your feed so you don't see the stuff that, like, you don't want to see. But it's not like, why, why would I go on there? I can, you know, play with my daughter. I can go outside. I can smoke a cigar and talk with you. I don't need to be on there, you know? So I don't know why right. I would want to go on Meta. I, right.
1: we just picked up a fourth cat. I'm not sure if I mentioned that last I week. saw
0: that. You were trying to pawn it off. I was trying um, to pawn
1: it off. Yeah. The, but but too the cat late. The it chose
0: you. It chose you.
1: It really did. We took it to the vet and got the cat shots and a checkup and she had some mites in her ear or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, ah, four cats and a dog. It's like, geez, crazy. I don't have time to go online. I have pets to take care of. (laughs)
0: And bowling to bowl. And
1: bowling and work and uh, my parents and everybody, uh, people need to focus on their own lives. (laughs) You know, like I, uh, I know Jordan Peterson's heavily criticized by a lot of people for a lot of reasons, but. You know, people should focus on their life. Like, you're in it for you. Yeah, you You know what? You you only Um, get one
0: shot. So If if we get to the point, like, okay, so if we get to the point, or when we get to the point, where we can have a little merch shop for nice ashes, uh, I want a t-shirt that says, I was groped on Meta.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I like it.
0: I mean, I don't have to tell them it was myself that did it, but.
1: wow, all right. self-groping has a different term i think
0: but (laughs) yeah well and it's kind of the same thing with like um ai or robotic uh servants you know that you sometimes see in sci-fi uh flicks and things um but you know is there going to be i'm sure there will be lawsuits about You know, my AI sexually abused me Um, because you read these stories about scientists or developers feeding their AI, like, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of pages worth of like Twitter feeds and they become these racist, like antagonistic um, AIs. Um, So I don't know.
1: I would like to see the data, which I'm certain that they keep track of. But I want to, I would love to see the data on how many people are rude to their smartphones and their
0: oh yeah their uh, devices smart devices
1: you know yeah <laughs> i'm occasionally rude to mine uh siri Man. especially not alexa Alexa's yeah. pretty good but siri is she's pretty siri good does not understand my accent
0: <laughs> i don't understand your accent so that's not a not a siri thing
1: <laughs> no I, I i i swear to god siri does not understand my accent she does not i i did the whole tutorial and everything it's like you just don't understand what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. I get mad at my Alexa sometimes because um, she'll keep wanting to tell me like, did you know you can also do this and this and this and these five other things? And it's like, that's not, that's not why you're here. Like, I don't want that. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to give me, you know, deal updates. I just, I want you to tell me the weather every morning and play music. I like, that's it.
1: Uh, lately, my Alexa has been asking for reviews of products that we purchased on Amazon. Okay and it's like i've done a few in-depth reviews on products and i think that's why they're targeting me because i've done yep. a few reviews you know with pictures you know oh, staged yeah. photos and like in-depth answers about things and it's like that's why they're after you yeah, yeah they need new content
0: you're doing jeff so. bezos's work for free
1: well you know when it comes to certain things I'll, i like to i like reading good reviews so if it's something that i really like I'll write a good review, and if it's something I really hate, <laughs> I'll write a detailed <laughs> review. Mostly they're positive, but yeah, uh, <laughs> occasionally I bought a ear ear protection that also doubled as a amplifier for hunting. Oh, okay. Little earbud worked yeah. one season. One hundred and eighty bucks worked one hunting season, and I wore it to work a couple times. So maybe four or five months, and then it stopped yeah. working. It's like that's trash
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's the crazy thing like hearing is so important and um it's been a long time since i've gone hunting but i would definitely want to get some sort of hearing protection uh that would do that you know that it would shut off um when i when i fire
1: absolutely i'm a big uh proponent of that myself so i've hunted a lot and uh yep yeah. yeah, you got to protect your hearing. It's just the yeah. way it is.
0: <laughs> we um, Sarah and I, we both have. Um, I don't know. They're maybe like $12, 16 bucks on Amazon. They're called downbeats. They're little silicone things that go in your ears. They don't alter the the sound of anything, but they reduce it by I don't know how many decibels. So we wear that every time we're at a concert. Everything sounds crystal clear. You can talk to one another, um, but anything over a certain decibel threshold um, gets cut out. And they're just silicone. There's no there's no battery. There's no nothing. Um, and they work fantastic. And I used to have these massive headaches the next morning after going to concerts and stuff. Gone. Like, these are the, the greatest things. Um, nice. Highly, highly recommend hearing protection if you're anywhere loud.
1: Absolutely. Yep. I wear hearing protection pretty much all day in one form or another. Much. That's just me. I don't want to lose my hearing.
0: <laughs> yep, me either, especially now that I with re-
1: your cigar, I am officially done.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, I've got like a um, couple inches left here, maybe, oh, wow. maybe two, well, it's kind of like going out, it's petering out on me, it's, it's got a lot less even here at the end. Sure, um, so, yeah, I didn't
1: have any issues with the light again, I'm but just just kinda, you're outside.
0: I'm outside, i am kind of yeah. been struggling, and then um, I forgot to turn our patio lights back on, so it's just dark, you know, it's dark out yeah, sure. here. I'm scared.
1: Scared? Scared in your, in your uh, suburbia?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to keep it kind of going, but it, the change in flavor hasn't hasn't really improved its opinion in my book. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, still not bad. Um, I guess if you, if you wanted to, you know, spend $6 on a cigar, you, you could on this one. Uh, I think there's probably some better ones that you could get for around the same price point.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a no-name or no-brand cigar. Yeah. Uh, Some of the basket cigars are very good. Uh, Some of them, not not so much. I would say this is definitely a a loser as far as that goes.
0: Yeah. It's middle road. I have some
1: uh, Rocky Patel Edge Fumas that I want to try. Okay. I got a bunch of those. And I like the regular Edge. So uh that's why I got the Fumas. Yep. Uh those are made out of the end cuts, you know, the end cuttings. Okay. Uh so it should be theoretically should be as good. Yes. It's just a little different uh construction. But uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess uh our message then is the uh the basket or bin cigars um kind of uh, at your own risk, but if you find one you like it'll be worthwhile.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. When I was younger, I always smoked a basket of cigars because I, you know, didn't have a lot of money. Making six fifty an hour, yep, which was still two dollars and twenty five cents more an hour than minimum wage at that time. Yes, uh, but at six fifty an hour, it's hard to swallow a twenty dollars stick, you know.
0: Yep. <laughs> And, and you know what, like, honestly, um, if I had the choice between like a Swisher suite and this bin cigar, it's the bin cigar all day long. Um, Oh, absolutely. You know, so it, it it's not really even a comparison. No, no, no.
1: I didn't even make the connection because it's not in the same ballpark. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's still not even really cigar, cigar, you know, it's still, it's (laughs) not bad. It's just not, it's not great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, middle of the road. I think, you know, if if I would have smoked this uh, when I first started getting into cigars, I probably would have liked it quite a bit.
1: Sure. Yeah, with the experience, your taste change, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, I think that's all for this episode. So thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week.